Susanna Bryant, journalist from the Sun Sentinel, drops a bombshell article that should concern all of us in coastal communities. Lusaka says fake it till you make it, and wings have beat out hot dogs on 4th of July. All this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff, and thanks for tuning in this week on The Real Guy Podcast. Much of today's interview with Stephen Busaka um, is about an article written by Susanna Bryan of the Sun Sentinel. It exposes Fort Lauderdale and its leadership of not getting anything done with fixing the infrastructure system after having the biggest sewage spill Florida has ever recorded. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Old Busaka in the studio tonight, the world's favorite millennial. Lusaka, good, good to have you in the Lucker Dog Studios, dude. It's good to be back in here, brother, man. It's been a little while. Well, doing them remotely, um, it's not the same as doing them live in the Lunker Dog Studio. It hits different when we're in here, you know what I mean? It's different. It hits different. It's different. It's kind of like when, when you did that, uh, that live news feed last week on the Hammersheet Canal and that protein skimmer thing. Yeah. People like that shit live. I was surprised, dude. I mean, the, the feedback that I got from that was incredible. I mean, like, people were literally hitting me up going, like, yo, dude, like, what is this? <laughs> you know, like, they want to see more. Well, I said we give them more, dude. Oh, we're going to keep doing, we're going to keep doing the news um, briefings like that. Good. And um, people are into it, but it's all about being live, Busaka. From the people that invented Triple Live. Live and alive. All right. From the people that made going live on social media cool. You know what's cool? You, you, it's funny. I look back at that sometimes and I'm like, wow, like, like we started that shit years ago and now it's become like a normal thing. Well, it was, it became normal because Facebook and these Instagrams and all that, they made it normal. But we were the first ones to actually look, look like we were live while we were being live. <laughs> like with microphones and everything, you know? We looked like we knew somewhat of what we were doing. Well... It was Somewhat. The facade. Yeah. Was it fake it till you make it, dude? That's what they do downtown Fort Lauderdale. Care to elaborate? My man Raj. Raj Verma. Raj Verma. Raj Verma was the guy that the city of Fort Lauderdale hired to come in here, and he was going to get this sewage infrastructure thing straightened out. I remember going to the city meeting when they paraded him out, and they introduced him to everybody and talked about, his qualifications and he was the right guy for the job and everything but what happened Raj said off on goal that's what happened <laughs> Raj went in there Raj went into the city of Fort Lauderdale had a whole bunch of stuff to do because the infrastructures were friggin mess the people in Fort Lauderdale did not want to friggin do what he wanted to do basically slack they wanted to just let it keep keep on being what it is Let's talk about the fact that this guy Raj put in his resignation. You can look you guys can look this stuff up online. He put in his resignation. He walked away from a hundred and seventy K thousand dollars salary. Full benefits, vacation time, okay? Walked away from that with eat without even another job lined up. Right. What does that tell you about how bad it must have been? for him to just walk out on that without even having another job lined up. Well, I mean, it obviously wasn't... It obviously wasn't friggin' 
a place where he thought he could get his work done. And it's just nice to know that somebody, except they don't work at downtown Fort Lauderdale anymore, actually has a conscience. Because I think friggin' there's hundreds and hundreds of people down there at the city of Fort Lauderdale that work for the city of Fort Lauderdale. They just totally milk it. They don't do anything except hold the title, fiddle around during the day, wait for the day to be over, and it's just one more day closer to their pension. Well, how about we actually take a look at Raj's resignation letter, okay? I know. You read that to me earlier. You were, like, really into I was really into this, but let me tell you what part of this really kind of got me was when he talked about... There, here it is. Okay, I want, I want to read this verbatim, too. So this would be a quote. This is a quote from Raj. My fault has been that I was trying to make the employees responsible. And here's this one. This is what I love. Hold them accountable. One of the things we always talk about is holding your city officials accountable. Well, Holding them accountable to their performance, especially those whose work has been overrated but fall well short of their positions. <laughs> this guy, this is, this is a real guy right here. That quote alone. Dude, Raj was into fiction shit, literally. Yes. He said it in the... Yeah, he goes, I, I'm a poop man is what is the exact phrase that he used. Right. So, literally, he likes fiction shit. Yes. And they wouldn't let him do that in the city of Fort Lauderdale. He said petty politics was a big part of it, too, of why he walked. Shocker. Right. Well, I think that's one of the biggest problems that Fort Lauderdale has, is the city leaders don't hold anybody accountable, including themselves. They just go on and on and on, like the norm and not... Not norm. Not norm, off. norm. I'm talking about the norm downtown <laughs> Fort Lauderdale is you do not have to be productive. You do not have to be good at what you do. All you do is you show up. And then you do whatever the guy above you says, which is usually politically motivated for some reason. The thing about the article that was so interesting to me was he said that there's no way you're going to be able to fix the sewage infrastructure system by being friends with everybody. So there's friends of the mayor, the commissioners, the people downtown that for whatever reasons, for whatever reasons they may be, do not want them to implement the plan to fix the infrastructure. It's going to cost somebody money if they go ahead and commence plans to do the infrastructure as needed. So because of that, the city is now going to just keep doing what it's doing. And you would think after holding the state record for the biggest fine ever, that that might motivate people or get some people to take a little bit of pride in their work or at least get out of the way so a guy like Raj can do what he has to do. But instead, they impeded that guy's process. They impeded that guy's efforts, and they made him feel like them. And Raj had a conscience and walked. Well, one thing I thought was interesting is when they talked about um, one of the things that he had said is he tried to resign uh, last year. And he said that his boss begged him not to leave. He said he submitted a, a resignation letter. His boss begged him not to leave, so he said, fine, I'll stick it out. Then, June of this year, he, submit, he submitted a second resignation letter. The difference was, is this resignation letter was more detailed about why he was leaving. 
And because of that, his boss did not ask him to stay. Which means he was pissed yeah. at a lot of people that were supposed to help him do this work. Yeah. And implement this plan. Which obviously has not been implemented. Nope. And there's no plan to be implemented. So the city of Fort Lauderdale is in the same old position where the sewage is going to keep leaking. The infrastructure is going to keep failing. And the people of Fort Lauderdale so far have showed no real outrage. Which we're kind of used to in Fort Lauderdale. Shit, we had sewage two, three feet deep in people's front yards without a whole lot of public outrage. Now we have this happen. Nobody's talking about it. Maybe the surrounding cities in the state will get pissed. Because the water doesn't stay here in Fort Lauderdale, folks. Oh, no. You got Dania Beach. You got Davie, Hollywood. The water goes everywhere. It's not... A Fort Lauderdale thing. We pollute the water. We send it out of Fort Lauderdale, out of Port Everglades, down the intercoastal to Hollywood and to Pompano, and we infect the piss out of them. We take everyone with us, man. Right. We take everybody down. And maybe some of the other cities will start getting mad at Fort Lauderdale, since Fort Lauderdale doesn't seem to really care. There's a few people in Fort Lauderdale that that care. Like, every time I get online and I say nobody cares, then, like, the same old eight people are like, no, we really care. And I'm like, I know you guys care. I've been talking to you guys for years. But what about the other friggin' three million and however many people live in Broward County? They do not care. The people, the jet skiers that are taking over the intercoast water, they don't care. The guy selling the hot dogs at the sandbar in front of the New River, he don't care. As a matter of fact, he wants to make sure people don't find out about the polluted water so he can sell more hot dogs. You know, he should have applied for a job in the city of Fort Lauderdale. You know, hot dogs, uh, Lamont's got an argument saying that hot dogs are cons- on the 4th of July are considered struggle food. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it depends who you're talking to. <laughs> like somebody like you having hot dogs on 4th of July, a millennial? Yeah, that's like a status symbol. And like that's kind of like bottom of the barrel. Like, struggle. Like you guys usually would do wings or guacamole or something, right? But the old guy that's like 95, you know, that... Independence Day actually means something to him. He's going to have a hot dog that day. Because he believes in the whole thing. You know what I mean? So to him, it's not. But to you as a millennial, it is. I love me a good hot dog once in a while, man. I got no problem with it. All right, what are you doing for 4th of July? I haven't decided yet. Are you taking a girl out for hot dogs? No. Probably not taking her out for hot dogs. You're not. You're we not. cook hot dogs, though. But is your great uncle probably going to have hot dogs? Dude, I haven't spoken to my great uncle in years, man. It's a probability of that, girl. <laughs> yes. Compared to you. Right? I mean, this is, old people are into tradition. Yeah. I mean, you so having hot, with tradition. Hot, hamburgers and hot dogs, the old American Independence Day meal, those people, that's what they do. Kind of like on Sundays, what do they do at your house? They have sauce, right? Yeah, and it's just like that Super Bowl Sunday. You have your wings. I tell you what, man. I've been trying to be so good with my diet. I haven't had a a good wing in so long, man. I had freaking broccoli and a slab of mahi at lunch today. So when I was blowing down my wings at lunch today, was your mouth like all water and shit? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of wings, did you ever end up trying that place, um, Hot Legs? We did. 
Was it any good? It was good, and there was it a was pretty good. decent wing. Okay. And I haven't been into a restaurant that reminded me of the 80s or early 90s in a long time. And I walked in there, and all I could think about was like, I graduated, right? I'm out of high school. Really? Dude, they had hot chicks working there, right? You didn't get like that, you know, watered-down, friggin' crunchy little Libby-type chick. I mean, the chicks were hot. The wings were good. They were playing rock and roll music loud. Like good rock and roll, though. Yeah. The 70s, 80s? Right. That's loud, the stuff. Loud. There was a lot of people there having a good time. The wings were, they were good. I would say they're the best wing that I ever had, but it was a damn good wing. And I would recommend the place to you and anybody else. I would have to check that out. But since you live out west now, like way west of Federal Highway, I don't know when you're going to have I'll time. Still make, to, I'll still make a trip. <laughs> well, you're going to have time to do all that. I'll still make a trip. Speaking of a good wing, remember Yaxi's? <laughs> yes, I do remember Yaxi's, <laughs> who claimed to have the best wing. Number four in the country. Number four in the country. That was a dead lie. Lamont said that he made you pull in the parking lot so he could go in and call the guy out. Well, dude, there was a time where, we, where a wing joint could not serve wings without me and Lamont at least frequenting it once a week. And then after frequenting it once a week, then we would decide whether or not it was worth going to. Then we maybe, you know, whittle it down to once a month or scratch it off the list. And Yahtzee's was all right because I had an office down there at the time. So we ate the piss out of some wings over at Yahtzee's. But it was not number four in the country or whatever he was claiming. Lamont said that that owner told him what he claims to be the biggest lie he's ever been told. Do you know what that lie was? What was that? That he was in talks with McDonald's. That, they, that McDonald's was going to start selling his french fries. Oh, that's a good one. Lamont claims that was the biggest lie he ever heard in his life to this day. That's a pretty big that's lie. That's a pretty big lie, dude. That's a pretty big lie. Kind of like the city of Fort Lauderdale, how they lied about fixing the infrastructure, how they care about fixing the infrastructure. And how they were going to make it a priority. Yeah. That's a pretty big lie, too. Do you know, I, and we're gonna, I'm going to post the, the, the postcard um, for this episode. But I got the oversized postcard, the, like the 14 by 18 colored postcard that um, the mayor sent out to everybody in Fort Lauderdale with him on my boat. And we were, yeah, it was right on his mailer. Really? You didn't get it because you don't live in the area where you can vote yeah. for him. But everybody else that was in the area that could vote for him got this postcard. And he's on the water in the boat, and water's going to be his issue. And he wasn't the only one. That guy in Miami, Suarez. Yeah, he did the same shit. Did the same shit during election time. He got on somebody's boat. He acted like he was this big boater and everything. And he's gonna fix the water. That other little lady, she was gonna fix the water. Everybody's gonna fix the friggin' water. And then Raj, the only one with a conscience, resigns and tells everybody, "Ah, fungal." And that's true. I think we need to have a talk with him. Well, what? No, I'm going to invite Raj to be on the podcast, and I hope he does come on the podcast. The chances of him coming on the podcast is probably slim to none. But We can always ask. We can ask. And I shouldn't say slim to none. Everybody else I've asked to be on the podcast came on. The mayor came on. The city commissioners came on. You know what I mean? All these, like, you know, foundation people came on. The scientists came on. Everybody comes on the real guy pie. You know, we have pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good track record. We have a pretty good turnout, if you think about it. How many people have we offended? You think that came on as guests? Do you think we offended any of our guests? A hundred percent. 
100%. There's not even a doubt in my mind we've offended guests. Oh, a guest. I thought you meant 100% like all the guests. No, not all of them. (laughs) I can think of one person in particular we've offended, but I don't think it's a good idea if I bring up his name. Why? Can I bring up his name? I can always edit it. Oh, I can give you a hint. Go ahead. His initial... Well, he lives in Coral Springs. Oh, yeah. You can't bring that up. I can't bring that up. Can't bring that up. That's, That's sensitive. That's kind of like talking about the CCA or something. Yeah. Like you really don't, you can't really say anything bad, can you? Yeah. Don't edit that out though. Leave that in there. All right. I'll leave, leave that it. in there. I'll leave it in there. We will leave it in there. But the um, I, I I'd like to see if we can get Raj on here. What I'd like to do is to see if we can do another news clip, and I could like we should go in front of this thing. Like, we were talking about going in front of City Hall. I think we should do. Now we will do a breaking news clip. Um. At City Hall about Raj's resignation. That's, um, we'll bang that thing out next week. Yeah. As soon as, maybe bang it out later on today. But anyway, Raj, my man, he left the city of Fort Lauderdale because there are a bunch of scoundrels that are not willing to go to work and get the work done that we so desperately need. We're infecting the rest of the state. With the crap water that we have coming out of our intercoastal waterway, we're dumping our sewage into our drain system, which we need to fix. What amazes me is how many people are probably living in Fort Lauderdale right now that are not even from here thinking everything's fine and dandy. People that live here and been here for a long time think things are fine and dandy. That too. As as 40 to 60% of the places that we test for fecal bacteria are failing on a weekly basis. The Himmershi Canal fails the Miami Waterkeepers test every week. 100% of the time. Every single week it fails. And that's why I'm glad that they put that protein skimmer in that particular spot. They tested it out and you could finally see the bottom again. You can see the bottom of that thing every once in a while anyway. But it doesn't matter what you can see. It matters what... The Miami Waterkeepers tests are. Yes. So they've had that protein skimmer running in there for, I don't know, over a week now. I'm not sure when it was the last time that the Miami Waterkeepers went down to the Hammershey Canal to take a bacteria level test. And the reason you would want somebody to take a bacteria level test because people swim in there. And there's doo-doo. Are people still swimming in there? People are paddling in there. Oh, dude, I'd be afraid to if you fucking fall off that paddleboard. Dude, there's right now, as we speak, doing a podcast on a Saturday afternoon on 4th of July weekend, there is friggin' over 100 people sitting in the water in front of the New River right now. Do you know where the Tarpon River, the Hemershee Canal, the Middle River, all flow into there? Flow into there. And Raj just told us. Raj just put his job on the corner because the city will not fix the doo-doo and the sewage that are going into the waterways. And those people are swimming in it right now. John Tedder damn near lost his leg. Yes. I was going to say, perfect example. My brother's, my brother's good friend, which is a commercial diver, died. You didn't hear you that story? You never told me that one. You never heard that story? No. All right. So this is about three years ago. Um, he's a commercial diver. Works on a lot of high-end boats, changing zincs and props and things down there, cleaning, you know, make sure everything's running good and there's struts and everything. So um, he cut his elbow through his wetsuit. The elbow got infected with MRSA from being in the canal. Um, 
They said it was because of fecal bacteria. That's the reason they got the, the infection. Had a really hard time getting rid of the infection, similar to the guy, John Tedder, that went into the hospital for it. Had a real hard time getting uh, rid of the infection. The infection kind of went away, but it lingered. But his health went downhill. And then his immune system went downhill. Jesus. And then this went on and on and on for like three years, and the guy died. Are you serious? All from a cut in his elbow? True story. Ask Susie Bailey how she felt when she got friggin' infected from being in the water in Fort Lauderdale. Really? Yeah. What dude. happened with her? She got the MRSA. It's dude, that it's a MRSA and staff and that kind of stuff is nothing it's to friggin' serious. play around about. It's this serious, serious friggin' bad infections. John Tedder damn near lost his leg from getting bait in the hemorrhage canal. And I can't believe more guys downtown aren't resigning like Raj did. They rather they sit there and they know that somebody's going to get infected. They, they know care. that they're not doing their job. They don't care. And they don't care and they're not held accountable and they do not take the infrastructure as a priority, which are the only two things that we ever asked for when we did our protest. We wanted the government to take the sewage issue as a priority and to be held accountable for it. And obviously that's not happening. No. And it's a serious kick in the balls. I mean, we do a lot of joking on this podcast. But, but we also, when we get serious, though, we get serious. This is serious. That's a serious kick in the balls. And to think that another 18 months went by since the biggest freaking sewage spill ever recorded in the state of Florida, and we have done basically nothing. You know, I was at the Yacht Club the other day. A friend of mine's birthday. A lot of good people were hanging out. These people are smart people. You know what I mean? Guys run big hedge funds and freaking accounting firms and they all got their degrees from the fancy schools and everything. Everybody at the yacht club's like that, right? So you figure they'd actually know something. So a guy asked me, hey Jeff, is the fishing getting any better since the city fixed the sewage system? Did you laugh? No, I didn't laugh. I just shook my head in disgust. And I said, of course not. I said, the, I said, the fishing is exactly like the stock market in inverse. You ever see the beginning of the stock market and how the graph looks? Up and down. Well, it goes up and down, up and down, but it keeps going up. The fishing in Florida, and I don't care where you are, and anybody that tells you the fishing is getting better there, either one that was friggin' so bad that there was no fish, and now you have a couple of fish. But the fact of the matter is, is the friggin' fish population, not just here in the state of Florida, but pretty much everywhere, but especially here in the state of Florida, looks exactly like an inverse stock market graph. Every year, it just keeps going down. Every once in a while, we have a good season of a certain fish or whatever. Some fish will make a comeback. Others, well, dude, the fishing is getting harder. There's getting less of it. And people are losing faith in the system because think about this, Busaka. You got people that are out there throwing back fish into the water that are too big. Too big. Not too small. Too big. Because the government tells them that they should throw the fish back in the water for what? For conservation. So when you throw that fish back in the water, maybe friggin we should all do a bacteria test to find out if it's okay to throw the fish back in the water. You know what I mean? Are you really supposed to take those types of laws serious? Like conservation laws? When the same government that's telling you to do those things are dumping shit into the water every day and are not doing anything about it? And guys like Raj are walking away from damn good jobs. I mean, this isn't New York City or nothing. If you make $170,000 a year here, 
You're doing pretty good. You're doing damn good. And I'm sure Raj did not want to walk away from his job, but he did because he has a conscience and he knows how bad the situation is. And he was pissed. I guarantee he was pissed. Oh, he didn't hide it. You read the article. He didn't hide that he was pissed. No, but I'm not talking about the article. I'm talking about, I'm thinking about him driving home from the office that day in anguish. Well, it sounded like he was passionate about fixing it. Dude, we should all be passionate about fixing it. What the frig is wrong with people? It's in the Bible not to do this kind of stuff. In layman's terms, it's simple. Don't shit where you eat. This is simple stuff. It's not like you have to be somebody special. It just shows you how unspecial those people are that we're paying a fortune. What did Raj say? $50 million a year we spend? Taxpayers are paying $50 million a year. $50 million a year we're spending on water and infrastructure here, right? That's not even being fixed. $50 million a year. Raj thought this place should look like Disney World. Yes. In the meantime, we're walking over bums that are pissing on themselves 150 feet away from a freaking 200-foot mega yacht. That's what we have here in Fort Lauderdale. That's another whole story. But the bad water that comes out of here and goes other places, isn't there a way, like someplace like Naples or, I don't know, Everglades City or whatever could sue us for poisoning the water? I mean, you could sue anybody. You could sue anybody for anything these days. Right. I'd like to see somebody do that. They, like you said, they sue people for anything, but it just shows you that friggin' people don't care. I'd like to say they don't know and don't care. But the reason they don't know is because they don't, they don't care. care. I don't know. Hate to be so negative. But the dude left. He left. The guy that we brought in left. So what are the chances of me being able to friggin' go around the waterways and see it nice again? Zero. But that should be frontline news. The fact that this dude walked should give everybody an indication of how bad our government is here in this area. Two sets of rules in this country. There's, there's, there's rules for the people that don't work for the government, and then there's people rules for people that do work for the government. If you do work for the government and don't do your job, it's acceptable. It's you, how, many, how many people at your work you're in, the, you're in the corporate world. You're fucking cleaning your clothes and going to an office every day. How many people in your office can go to work and do absolutely nothing? None. Your ass is fired in a week. Right. And when they walk, do they get friggin' their benefits and everything? No. Right. But if you work for the city of Fort Lauderdale, as a matter of fact, it's so rampant that the Tom Brady they hired to come in and be the quarterback to run the show... It's like, frig you, I'm leaving. How bad is it? It's worse than we ever thought. And I'm not sure why, considering what we got. On an on a, on a, on a, on a annual basis now, you can see the water getting worse. Just look at Miami Waterkeeper's test. That'll tell you enough right there. The test. The we smell. We fail every week. The smell. Jeff. The smell. The smell. How many dead iguanas? Or dead manatees too. I just, I'd like to just do one fishing trip without seeing a dead iguana. I did a video the other day where 
<clears throat> all I did was hold the camera about two feet from the water. And I started doing a count how long we could go without seeing a piece of plastic. You literally could not count to four without seeing some sort of piece of trash go by. And I'm not talking about like a wide angle screen. I'm talking about like right underneath your nose. And people are swimming in it. People are running jet skis in it. People are running businesses in it and letting people swim in there. All of those people don't want to know that the water is infected. As a matter of fact, those people would rather nobody know so they can make a buck. I was going to say, it's their business. As long as they make their money. Which is Fort Lauderdale in a nutshell. And a lot of other cities in this state, but Fort Lauderdale is your number one example of complete incompetence. And it's all about leadership. It starts from the top. But I, gotta, I, think, I, think, I think there's a lot of cities in, in all over the country, but especially here in Florida, that are in the same exact boat. Yeah. we got to get Raj on here. we got to see if we can get him. We're going to reach out to Raj and see if he'll come on the Real Guy podcast and talk a little bit more about this. Um, I, could see, I, could see, I could see that might taking a while. I could see him not wanting to do that necessarily right away. And maybe he's pissed off and... and um, I shouldn't say pissed off. Maybe he's passionate enough to want to get on and, and tell the story. Because we're reading between the lines, even though, okay, we may not know every single detail, but we do know the gist of it. And I do know that that's the last thing that we needed to hear here in Fort Lauderdale. Totally trumps any good news like that protein skimmer we put in the water the other day. Yeah. What's your opinion on the protein skimmer? I, it looks cool. I was going to say, I think it looks cool as hell. A lot of effort went into it. You know, the, the I guess, motivation behind it, I think, is great to try to clean the waterways. And I told you that somebody, a private individual, would have to do something because the government wouldn't. Yeah. So at least they... At least somebody's making an effort. Right. Because the government clearly isn't. Right. You know, and hopefully we'll see an improvement. Like I said, we did the news clip down there, started off, so we'll have to do a follow-up. But I don't think there's really any argument about if the thing will work or not. I think the thing will clean water. Do, do I think it can, do I think uh, you know one machine is big enough to clean that whole hemorrhage canal? I don't know. No. We'll find out. Well, well, we'll find out. We'll see the test results. But I do believe, like, all right. So say you took a little lake, like that Lake Melba over here behind the um, behind the Ford dealership. When they filled that thing with sewage, and that thing fails the bacteria levels. Now, if you took that lake. And put the protein skimmer in there where it didn't have a tidal flow and stuff. Now that I think would be a home run. And all those little lakes and creeks out in Lauder Hill, out in where the hell do you live? Margate. Margate, Coconut Creek area, all the way like all those little canals filter into the system. You know, through those C fourteens and see this canal and see that canal. They all filter into the system. So if they use that apparatus in those confined areas, you would know damn well if the water's clean or not before it drains into the river system. So that's where I, I, I see it working. Do I think it's actually going to be the key to clean up the water here in Fort Lauderdale? I think it could, I think it'd be a part of it. But it's never going to beat the sewage system. If you have failing infrastructure that's dumping 
sewage into the water constantly. I mean, how many freaking protein skimmers can you get? 10,000 of them right here? You know, I mean, that, that's, that's the only thing about the protein skimmer. But I think it's a phenomenal. Start. I think it's a great start. I think it's, it was very predictable that somebody in the private sector would come up with an idea and try something. I was really hoping that we'd have some leadership here. And, and not just the city of Fort Lauderdale, Broward County. Broward County itself has a whole nother, you know, the Broward County mayor and all well, these people. Do they have no pride? Do they have no shame? No shame. Like if I took somebody fishing every day and knew damn well I wasn't giving it my all, I'd be like Raj, I'd do something else. Or I knew I didn't have the ability to give it my all. Or if I knew I had a team of people that weren't giving it their all and I could not do anything about it, where he would call accountability. And then is everybody that friggin' is in that business, he's gonna, they're not going to find a replacement? What are they going to do, go get another Raj? Let me go get another guy that really wants to do something. No, they're going to go find a douchebag now. They want a douchebag. They want to put him into the system with the other douchebags so everybody mixes just fine. You put a guy like Raj into the system that's actually trying to do something, that don't work. <laughs> In you can't their milk. eyes, as one bad apple spoils the lot. Well, you can't milk the system if you have somebody holding you accountable. Raj was trying to hold people accountable. You know what they said? Fangul. That's right. I think we're <laughs> going to name this podcast a Fangul. A Fangul. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Fangul, what happened the last time you went out with, with Carl Bonefishing? That is a good way to, to to kind of segue into that. Oh Jesus! So Talk like, about getting screwed. I hooked four bonefish in a row. Same same flat in Biscayne Bay. All of them were on, and all of a sudden the hook pulled on every single one of them back to back. Four in a row? I was beside myself, and I literally said, I, at first I said to Carl, I said, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Because these fish were on. I mean, they're pulling drag and everything. I said, what did I do wrong? He goes, dude, he goes, honestly, he goes, I think you just got freaking bad luck today. But this happens to me every year where I'll have a string of just great days and then I'll just get my ass handed to me. But this thing, like when I get my ass handed to me out there, it's not like maybe like a, it's not like a little bit. I mean, it's like they hand me the whole fucking thing on like a silver platter. Like it's bad when it happens. Yep. That's universal in the fishing world, dude. You go on, you go on streaks. You get you know, the little hero is zero thing. There's days where you're a hero and there's days where you're a zero. zero. And you have to appreciate the days... You have to appreciate the days when you're a zero. You learn. Well, you can't get. I mean, you can't get negative. No. So you're already at the bottom. There's only one way to go from there, and that's up. That's up. Yep. And if you don't experience those days, that means you're just not putting enough days in. You know what I mean? Like sure, in, as you're trying. Like in sales, right? They always say, you know, well, get your nose out of the way so you can find a yes out there. Kind of similar. To yeah. That. 
Yeah, you know, it's like... I, I, I'm a big believer in trying to turn a negative into a positive, too. And Carl's always really good with helping me with that, too. He was like, dude, at least you were hooking him. Well, he dude. goes, you know how many people I bring out here and they, they can't even hook them? And I said, that's true. You know, but it's just... It, it always hits hard. You know how that goes. It hits hard. Don't don't. And you just you just you don't you can't let it get you down though. Well, dude, you if you keep fishing, okay, it's only going to take you about another thirty years. But if you keep fishing, there's going to be a time where you're going to enjoy the days where you get crushed, almost as much as you enjoy the days you have success. I believe that. It's true. You get there. I believe that. You well, you learn to love the drama. They make for great stories. I got to tell you that it does. They make for great stories. I, um, but you see, the thing is with me is I let those days. I don't let them get me down. I let them push me harder. Oh Jesus Christ! You, don't, don't start don't listen. with this. I'm just saying. I let them push me harder. Don't start. Do you, do you take any health food like before you fish so you can cast better or anything? No, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't do that. <laughs> it really makes me makes me really want to work harder. <laughs> hey, as opposed to throwing in the towel and just saying I'm done with this. Better than that. Well, dude, like I said, there'll be a day where you'll appreciate getting beat up by the bonefish. You're not there yet. Like I no. said, another 30 years or so, you'll be there. 30 years. What do you think the city like Fort Lauderdale is going to be like in 30 years? Oh, my God. Can you really ask me that? Let's save that for another podcast. Well, you can't get – it's going to be taller. For the large, city? Yeah, the city's going to be taller because we've already concreted pretty much everything. So everything is at least one story. So there's you can't get any more one stories, so there's going to be more two stories mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So everything's going to be taller. I think we're going to be we're going to look like Aventura eventually. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Dude, it sucks. What do you mean? How do you feel about it? I but was it trying has, to say like But the I... city of Fort Lauderdale doesn't care how you think about it. You know who they care about? Themselves. They care about the W down there on A1A. On A1A. You know what I mean? They want you not to like Fort Lauderdale. They want you to move out of Fort Lauderdale so they can get some New Yorker that's willing to pay three times as much taxes as you are. Yep. You know what Fort Lauderdale says to its citizens? Afangu. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Everything kind of just falls into place. The longer you live in Fort Lauderdale, the more apparent it is the city of Fort Lauderdale would much rather have the new person in town that knows nothing. A lot of them are coming from the Northeast because they're used to paying the government a ton of dough for nothing. Out with the old. And in with the new. In with the new. And in my, you know, and the new people that they're getting in are used to getting screwed by the government. And the government here in Fort Lauderdale does not give two shits about the people that pay the taxes here. No. But they care about the W. And they care about the big construction firms that are building those types of buildings. And they care about the marinas. And they care about the jet ski rental companies. And they care about everybody but the people that are paying. I don't have to tell you. Aventura, here we come. All I can tell the other towns across the country, all the other coastal communities across the country, if your coastal community does not treat you like a douchebag like they do here in Fort Lauderdale. Hold on to that. Enjoy it while it lasts. Tout that and make sure it never changes. <laughs> because people will pay way more money. Like that means anything, but they will pay more money 
for a better lifestyle. You know what I mean? People freaking are moving from New York to Florida. Well, they're going to a better lifestyle. Freaking New York won't even want to open up their freaking businesses. That's how that's how low the bar is up there. So they are coming. Plus, we've had like a free commercial from every news media station in the world about, oh, you should go to Florida. Florida's great. Florida lets you, dude, Florida lets you go to work and everything. Florida lets you go to work the city of Fort Lauderdale. You don't have to do anything. You can just hang out and be inefficient. <laughs> and, not, and not get your tasks done. And not be held accountable for it. Not be held accountable for it. And the protest, the flow test, the boats that showed up, the hundreds of people that showed up, what did we want? We wanted accountability and priority. Those were the two main things. Did we get either? We got Raj. And you know what they said to Raj? Afangu. That's right. This is Captain Jeff. That's Stephen Busak, everybody's the world's favorite millennial. Thanks for tuning into the Real Guy Podcast and Afangu.